What's up, beloveds? It is Word Wednesday. Let's get this word in, my friend. But before we slay, we must pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. I ask that it would come to life to the hearer that those who hear it, receive it in spirit and are inspired to do, to meditate, to appreciate, to embody your truth, your light, your love, and your statutes. Father, please forgive us of our many sins and help us to release any animosity towards our friends and our family. Help us to walk in love, not our carnality. Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit would continue to lead us and guide us, that you would level the mountains and make the crooked places straight, make the complex simple. Refresh us and refine us from the inward parts to the external. We want to be more like you. We want to be conduits of your grace. So thank you for this word. And I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus that it would take root within us, helping us to create a better world by an internal transformation and a prompting of the Holy Spirit. Give us discernment that we may hear your voice. Even in a multitude, Lord, we seek you now. So thank you that this word would inspire, edify, and encourage. All these things I say in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. All right, believers, so tonight I am going over the book of Matthew. This is going to be Matthew 13, the NIV version. Once again, Matthew 13, NIV. I'm starting at verse 53, and I will end at 58. Once again, Matthew 13, verse 53 through 58. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? They asked. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brother's name Joseph, James, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. (laughs) Wow. 
There is a lot to unpack here, but can I just get to this verse real quick that says, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. (laughs) How many times do you see people from your past and they've already concluded who you are? (laughs) They already have defined you by one moment in time in your life, by one season. You know, it's like when you're talking to an elderly person and you're an adult and they remember you when you were an adolescent, you know? Oh, you just still little Jimmy. You just little Diane. Wait, Diane, she's a, she's a doctor now. She's got a PhD, honey. Okay, like take notes. (laughs) See, even though you evolve and you grow, Certain people don't. And even if they do, they still receive the old you. Not the new version, not the updated version of you, not the more experienced, refined, and mature version of you. No, they've reduced you to your past. Okay, and when when people do that, it lowers their expectation of you. Like they don't believe in you. It's just that simple. So Jesus literally could not do miracles in his hometown um, because people didn't believe. And in order for there to be any type of transformation, any type of miraculous event, you need to be immersed around those who have faith. You know, whether they have faith in you or they have faith in the mission, there needs to be a joint union that's conviction is founded in faith and belief, not fear and doubt, you know? So it's, sometimes it's necessary. And I don't know who this message is for, but sometimes it's necessary for you to venture off, for you to leave everything you've ever known so you can be of impact, so you can be received in a different light by people who don't know your past, people that don't reduce you to your past mistakes or who you used to be or the hot mess express you were in your early 20s. You feel me? So sometimes in order for you to be a person of impact, you just gotta find new territory. Right. Um, I've experienced this so very much because God has truly made me a nomad. I mean, I have gone from literally one tent to another. (laughs) I have so much experience with people because of the many places God has taken me to that I know this for a fact When people grow comfortable with you, when people think they know you, when you have spent an interim of time with certain people, they get so comfortable that they lose sight of who you are in God. They don't see your potential. They have reduced you to 
a definition that could just be appropriate for a moment in time, you know? Like who you are when you're a teenager is going to have a huge disparity in contrast to who you are as a person in their 30s, an adult that's actually got things going on, right? So sometimes you have to get away from familiar folks so God can expand you, so he can use you, so you are actually receptive to new people and new opportunities. You know, it's crazy because I remember when I went from San Fernando Valley, okay, that's basically L.A. County, California. So I basically went from L.A. to Las Vegas, and I was in Las Vegas for maybe two years or so. And the reception that I got in Las Vegas, it was so surreal to me because I had grown acclimated to not being taken seriously as a trainer in my own land, right? So everybody in LA, they pretty much have had some type of, well, not everyone, but let's just say I trained a whole lot of people. You know, I've worked for a few wellness companies and, you know, from having 300 people on the beach to being a personal trainer in Santa Monica, Beverly Hills, you know, I was there for 10 years. I made enough connections that a few people knew me as a fitness trainer, you know, as an ambassador in, um, in the wellness industry. But when I went to Las Vegas, the reception that I got there was just like, wow, like people actually wanted (laughs) to hear from me. They wanted to know my method of training. They wanted to know how I ate. They wanted to know, you know, um, how I got so much experience. And it was different when I was there in Las Vegas because I was the new face. So people were were attentive to the opportunities that I could bring to them as a trainer. Now, in contrast to LA, where everybody already knew me, I feel like I was beating a dead horse. It was like... (laughs) Are you guys even listening out here? You know, here I am, 12%, 10% body fat. I am shredded to the bone. And I couldn't help people to save my life. You know, they didn't want to hear about fitness from me. But when I went to a different area, it's like, almost like God hit the refresh button. And, you know, what that did for me is it gave me my confidence back. Because for a long time, I was like, you know, There's no need for me to give people tips anymore. They don't want to hear from me. There's no need for me to, um, you know, show people different circuits or ranges of motion or provide nutritional counseling, etc. Because they weren't receptive to me, you know? So I pretty much stayed in my own lane. I kept to myself and, you know, I did me. But it was so rewarding when I went somewhere else and people received me with this eagerness to actually learn from me, you know? So if you have found yourself 
in a place where it's like, you can't do what God has called you to do because you are literally tied to non-believers, to people that don't have faith in you, to people that don't have faith in your mission, to people that are stiff-necked and just not receptive to your information, it's time for you to go plant seeds in another garden, my friend, okay? (laughs) Because there is no sense in you trying to prove yourself when God has already equipped you, he's already graced you with certain aptitudes and skill sets to truly be an asset to the right people, to the right crowd. And the same thing applies on the social media platforms, you know, because a lot of you are, you're beating your head against the wall because you know so much, like God has refined you, he's given you insight and revelation, he's graced you with the supernatural finesse, and the very people that you are trying to promote yourself to are not receptive to you, okay? If that continues, it's time for you to create some new territory. It's time for you to get out of that rut by finding a new place for you to be of impact. Because if people don't value you, you can't do you, bottom line. If they don't have faith in you, they won't be able to have faith in what you can do. And regardless of what people believe, honey, you need to believe this. God has chosen you and he has equipped you to do certain things. So sometimes it's not about you. It's about where you are. Sometimes it's not about the seed, but where you're planting that seed. Okay, so what I want you to do is just evaluate your life. Because no matter what, you are a prize. So if people are not valuing you, If they don't have faith in you, if they have reduced you and defined you to an old version of you, it's time for you to find something new. It's time for you to find a new view. So you can do you and you can be a conduit that God can use because not everyone wants to see you for who you are now. See, the old version of you makes them feel better about themselves. (laughs) Like, wait, um, you know, now that you're five stars, not 2.5, you know what I'm saying? Now, Now that you're out here doing you, living your best life, looking good, feeling good, smelling good, you know, some people are intimidated by that. So they don't want to recognize what you are able to do. They rather bring up the old version of you because it gives them comfort pertaining to their inferiority complex. You see what I'm saying? So with that said, really look at where you are in your life because you are a diamond. But if you're not in the right place, you won't be able to shine, right? So just continue to be humble, and to be receptive because our journey is truly a perpetual one. So you don't really ever stop. So if you've reached the apex of potential where you are, 
it's time for you to expand your territory and find a new place that you can be of service. God values you and he wants to use you. So ask him, Lord, if I'm done here, what's next for me? Where is my next place? And he will lead you and guide you to a larger space. Now, with that said, definitely share the podcast with a friend or anyone you think could benefit from our supplication, minute motivation, and my fun yet sporadic conversation. Guess what? We are in 27 countries. We are growing. We are glowing. So thanks for tuning in. And with that said, may God bless you always in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth. I am your girl, Belle Fit, and we are the Black Sheep Bellievers. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.